0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Bible Project podcast and our journey together through the book of Genesis. And we're in the middle of this section called the call of Abraham. And the point that we're arriving at the text today is Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. Just as a way of a apology, if you like, if on the audio recording, it's pretty echoey at the moment, it's just because we're in the depths of winter here when I'm recording the tail end of 2021 and uh, the sun doesn't rise to about 8.30 in the morning at the moment and the house is very dark so I'm in a large empty room at the back of the house and I've been here for the last week or so and probably will be for another couple of weeks so it's a little bit echoey But you're very welcome on this series of studies, and I'd remind you, as always, there is a transcript of the text of every podcast within the episode notes section. Probably the easiest place to find it is on the audio version where it's in the episode notes, but you can also probably access it through the links on the YouTube listing. So anyway, that's great, and I'll just kick off from where we started yesterday by reminding me what we looked at in the last couple of episodes this thing called the call of Abraham if you remember last time God said to Abraham to leave his country and he said yes and God asked him to leave his father's house and Abraham said yes and then God said leave your family behind and Abraham well it appears he said no he believed him and he obeyed him but only partially up to this point But some, of course, would say that partial obedience is still disobedience. Well, we're going to discover the consequences of that in the next couple of verses today. And we're just going to pick that up by reading for you Genesis chapter 12, verse 6, which says this. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. So the thing to note here is he gets to the land and he discovers that it's not an empty place. It's populated. There are already people living there. Now I wonder if that gave him pause for thought. wonder if he felt at that point, you know what, I'd really like some confirmation that I've done the right thing here. Perhaps he also felt that he needed some assurance that he was actually where he was supposed to be. Well, let's read the next verse and see what it says. 12.7 says, The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar to the Lord because the Lord had appeared to him there. Well, doesn't that look like he got exactly what he needed? So there are Canaanites in the land. But this verse 7 tells us that the Lord appears to him and says, don't worry, this is the land I'm going to give to you. So God has confirmed his call. The Lord clarifies that this is the land and that it is not only the land that he's giving to him, but he's giving to his descendants as well. But of course, we need to remember that Abraham and Sarah haven't had a son yet. However, the Lord is still clarifying and confirming the promise of, that he had previously given to them. So the big point here is that God called Abraham, gave him a promise, and and Abraham stepped out in faith. And later, when he had doubts, which probably seem reasonable, when he had doubts, God appeared to him and confirmed the promise again. So what this suggests to me is that when God makes promises, He will often repeat them. confirm them to us. And when it comes to his big covenants he not only confirms them but he confirms them legally, judicially. In a few chapters from now God is going to reconfirm that covenant and the word used for covenant is actually a legal term of that time. He's going to confirm it with Abraham and he's going to do it in a particular way that makes that covenant not only everlasting but legally legitimate in the way that things were done at that time. But verse eight gives us a clue to what's going on here and what is to come, which tells us this. From there he went on towards the hills east of Bethel and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Then Abraham set out and continued towards the Negev. That's verses 8 and 9. So he builds an altar to the Lord, which means he responds with a sacrifice. That's what the building of the altar means. In the Old Testament, when the Lord gave a promise to his people, the people would respond and confirm it by making a sacrifice. Usually, of course, a newborn lamb. But in the New Testament, though it says we too still have to make a sacrifice, the sacrifice we offer is something other than a lamb because a perfect lamb in Jesus Christ has come and made the ultimate sacrifice on our behalf already. It tells us in Hebrews chapter 13 that one of the sacrifices that we must make is a sacrifice of praise and in fact in Philippians chapter 4 you could say that we're given a further adage that we are required to give a sacrifice of our financial resources in response to what God has done in our lives but anyway so Abraham he builds an altar he makes a sacrifice there and he calls upon the name of the Lord calling on the name of the Lord is an interesting expression it's primarily referring to prayer But Bible experts who study this passage say the words used say it also refers to an element of proclamation, speaking out in praise of what God has done. So Abraham's sacrifice involves praying but also proclaiming the name of the Lord. Now today what that tells me is it suggests that our response to God should also be about proclaiming about what he has done in our lives to other people. Personal evangelism you might call it. The Lord promised to make Abraham's name great and Abraham responded by sacrificing and proclaiming the name of the Lord, that the Lord was good for what he said he did. The Lord promised to make Abraham well known and Abraham promised the Lord that by making his, himself well known and his sealing it with the covenant, he would seal it also with the sacrifice of praise. So that's the call of Abraham. And what I'd like to do finally is to summarize what I believe this whole passage teaches us. But let's get together and do that in the next episode. Bye for now.